Welcome to episode 6 of Podcast Unite. I'm Dennis. I'm Oscar. Uh, yeah, hello Oscar, how are you doing? I am uh, doing good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, this is a four-part ti- four show. We start with the intro, um, then we go to the news, and then to the topic, and then to the game pitch. So mm. yeah, uh, we have a few news stories. We have a good topic. We're going to talk about our impressions of Pokemon Sun and Moon. I'm pretty far into the game. I'm, I think, 20, 30 hours into the game. You're about... Yeah, maybe three, four hours. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have, we'll have like varying uh, impressions. No spoilers. <laughs> Look for that later in the show. Uh, and then during the pitch, after the after the topic, um, we're going to talk about uh, our idea for a new Star Fox game, or more yeah. specifically, my idea for a new Star Fox game. So yeah, um, it's Black Friday today when we're recording this show. Have you bought anything? I was thinking about buying a new uh, a new iPad Air too. But I don't know. It's so expensive, and I don't use an iPad that much. Mm. I just, I just kind of want a new Apple device so I can play Super Mario Run. I can't <laughs> play it on my on my current iPad Mini. So, yeah. Yeah, the Nintendo struggles. Yeah, exclusivity struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found any any anything? interesting? Yeah. No purchases. I haven't uh, bought anything uh, since I bought uh, Sun, uh, Pokemon Sun, uh, earlier this weekend. Yeah. This week, and uh, also, it's like, I I probably I probably should buy one of those tablets you draw on, right? Like a um. Like a Wacom tablet. Yeah, I probably should buy one of those. Yeah, that's a, that's a good that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, I bought one. Uh, I think it was like two thousand Swedish crowns, which is about uh, two hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't been using it that much, uh, actually. Um, I don't know. Uh, that, it's just kind of weird. Like before, I got it. I had like all the time was just thinking about things I could draw. And then <laughs> after I got it, I just think about things that I can make with Photoshop without it. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to force my force me to uh, force myself to use it. You know, like mm-hmm. you won't make any. You won't be making anything good if you don't have anything to make. So That's yeah, cool. I'm just kind of waiting for my inspiration to come back to something where I need the the pen. But it's like it's uh, it's probably better for uh, for sketches and uh, yeah. maybe character designs. You, it's like a. Uh, when you make logos and uh, just other cool stuff, it's, it's not really necessary, perhaps. Yeah. And like yeah. when it comes to when you want to make something like logos and like other kinds of art, uh, you want to be a little bit more controlled and like um, you have, have everything right, like ruled out. And you make sure everything's even and stuff like that. Yeah. And you don't really want like a. Um, you wouldn't like draw with that. a pen in in, uh, in Microsoft Paint like that's that's not good. But you can make like a good logo or something if you use the maybe line tool. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, uh, but they have I haven't been using them. But Windows has have these like cool new um, 
like tools in the latest update, or I don't know if that update updates out yet. I think that that's out. Yeah, I think that's the one I have right now. Uh, mm. where you have like um, digital rulers and stuff like that. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I haven't really tried them out. I don't know if I can do use them on my tablet, but uh, yeah. I think so. I think you can use them, use them pretty much any touch device. But yeah. So you like you place the digital ruler uh, in Photoshop, and then you draw on the board and it will not go above that that yeah ruler. it will basically just kind of make a line that is mag like kind of magnetized to to the ruler yeah that's a pretty cool idea actually yeah because um, and since it's like a windows um, feature it's good mm -hmm. too like it, it, it's always uh always good when they make like um native windows features instead of when you need when you need to have a bunch of like um download you want to have to download a bunch of programs and stuff like that and yeah yeah it just doesn't work very well yeah uh, together with other things and so on yeah it's Perhaps. always better when they when they make something native thank you microsoft <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, maybe i'll start using that i don't know so yeah uh we've been playing pokemon sun and moon we won't be sharing any of our impressions right now uh as i said earlier we're gonna do that in the as a topic today uh, but yeah, what have you been doing other than Pokemon Sun? Just a lot of school. Yeah. Uh, really, it's it's been like we have this um, thing. We go to school at eight o'clock, right? Uh, oh, every day. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like still we have like group meetings, so we talk a lot about what we're gonna do, and then you get no time to do things, <laughs> and then you get a bad uh, conscience for not doing things. So how's how's your idea coming along? Have you started actually making something yet? We've uh, mostly worked on the game engine, and yeah. uh, you know uh, the like uh, the game design, not actually making the game. Yeah. But it will be coming along. Cool. Uh, yeah, maybe if it becomes really cool, we could like uh, uh, have it on your channel. Yeah, like, we uh, can make like a like a let's play. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Because yeah. it is a co-op game. It's two players. Oh, really? Yeah. So it yeah. Should be are nice. you uh, are you gonna make like netcode and stuff like that too? Um, no, I think it's only gonna be uh, over LAN, not yeah. over internet. Yeah, because that's something that you're allowed to do in in the big game project. Yeah. Netcode and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. Not have a have you had a good week? Yeah, I've had a I've had a good week. Um, very slacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we everything I had to do was uh, pitch my um, my uh, sign my uh, scientific paper. What is it? Yeah, What's it's it a, uh, the scientific paper about uh, like a game, uh, the latest game uh, yeah. mechanics and. Uh... Yeah, we decided uh, we wanted to write about locomotion in VR. Okay. Yeah. Move is locomotion movement. Yeah, movement. How okay. you how you traverse like a world in virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh, since we're only we're only allowed to to write four pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it has to be four pages, no less, no more. So I think this is the first thing that I'm ever going to write where I need to cut things out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited for that because I'm every time I hate writing things. So uh, every time I'm writing something, I'm like, 
oh shit, what should I, I like, I need to pad this out. <laughs> it's not long enough. <laughs> what can I write to make it like uh, just longer? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's going to be, you know, we're, we're working to, um, two people on this. So two people are going to write for four pages. Like, yeah, this is going to be easy. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So what are you going to write about? Uh, I don't actually know. You know yeah, I, I don't know. Wait, were we supposed to pitch yesterday? Yeah, I, I pitched and uh, I came into the room and I was like really confident and I was <laughs> like, yeah, I have several ideas. And they were like, yeah, your ideas, they suck. They're too uh, unspecific. <laughs> I was like, fuck, what is a good topic? And they were like, yeah, you should. That's, that's up to you to find your topic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I have to uh, I have to think a bit more about that, actually. Okay. Um, I don't know. Other than that, uh, I yeah, I bought so I bought Pokemon Sun and Moon. As mm. I as I do, I buy both games. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, I said on last week's podcast, I'm gonna buy Pokemon Stars as well, or whatever that ends up being called. Please. Mm. Game Freak, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but please, call it Pokemon Eclipse. Don't call it Pokemon Stars. That's a dumb name. Pokemon Eclipse sounds cool, and it makes more sense. Because su- Sun, that's already a star. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, it's just like uh, sun, several Pokemon Suns in one. Yeah, basically. so like Pokemon Eclipse is makes so much more sense because it's what it's what happens when the sun and the moon gets together. <laughs> yeah, and, and they so have a nice sense. nice party and everything yeah. becomes dark. <laughs> the, uh, Game Freak should probably just send a free copy of Pokemon Stars or Eclipse to you after what you just said like Yeah. <laughs> they release it and they're like so yeah, the game is called Pokemon Eclipse. We were gonna call it Pokemon Stars, but we did, we hadn't heard anyone all over the internet say that we <laughs> wanted that any everyone wanted it to be called Pokemon Eclipse, except we heard this one guy with 18 subscribers <laughs> who were like, that guy, we're gonna give him a free copy because he gave us that name. And also he he said he was going he had bought like two uh, two copies of all of our games. <laughs> such a nice guy. Yeah, such That's a nice Logan. guy. We will uh, will make you can make Pokemon in the next game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I bought the Steelbook edition of Pokemon Moon because I wouldn't weren't able to fit uh, both versions on my SD card. Um, and instead of buying a new SD card when we're like f- four months away from the Switch, <laughs> and there are like literally no other games that I'm gonna buy this uh, for the 3DS, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just felt that was unnecessary to buy a new SD card. But now I now I want uh, now I want to get someone else to buy the other Steelbook edition, so I can buy the Steelbook off of them for Sun, because <laughs> I want both Steelbooks now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't have found anyone that want, wants to do the deal. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand why those steel books are really really neat actually. Yeah, there's also you know there's also the dual pack, mm-hmm. and that comes with a steel book too, and that's a steel book that has uh, sun on the front and 
a moon on the back. That sounds really cool. That's another cool steelbook, but I'm not gonna get that one. Yeah, this is it's this is not good. There's too many good stuff. <laughs> they they too need to stop. stop. Game Freak, stop! Don't do this to us. <laughs> no, We're don't collectors. stop. Don't stop making games. Don't stop making yeah, games. Game Freak, please. keep keep going, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast uh, like guest Oscar stopping Game Game Freak from making any more Pokemon game yeah. games. Killed next day. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Very likely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's uh, that's good enough for um for an introduction discussion. So yeah, we'll 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 uh, we'll head into the news right after this. Welcome back to the news. Yes. The news. The news. The news. The news. Because everybody wants to know what the latest things in gaming are. Yeah, it's the news. N-E-W-S, not the news. N-O-O-S-E. We don't want that around right now. Okay. The news, you know, that you hang yourself with. No, no, no. Yeah, we don't want that. There's like a lot of good things that we're going to see in our <laughs> lifetime. There's like there's gonna be VR and then there's gonna be the the R the the reality. <laughs> it's the VR and the <laughs> the neutral R. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things to look forward to. So why 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 you do that? Like yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, the first news story is that uh, GameStop. I think it was GameStop. No. Uh, anyway, Uh, some retailer, Target, Target, uh, Target uh, outs uh, the release date for uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, and it seems like if this date is real, which it's a very specific date, it's uh, um, 13th June, which yeah, 13th of June. Yeah, let me just check the calendar here. So yeah, that's on a Tuesday. That's a very common release day in... No, wait, that's a Friday. Yes, a Friday. That's a very common release day. Um, No, 13th. Yeah, it is a Tuesday. (laughs) 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 Never mind. Uh, It's it's, it's good. It's a very common date for a release. and it's like right during E3 this year, which I kind of think is a it's a bad idea. I suppose. Yeah, because if they release this game during E3, mm. like everyone's gonna forget about the game because everyone's gonna be talking <laughs> about all the all new the games stuff. that were revealed. Yeah. So yeah, while I think June is a good date, I would release it in about like twentieth or something like that. Twentieth mm-hmm. or twenty seventh. I think that would be better dates because that then the like the the hype train of E3 has kind of uh left the station, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. So I think it's very very likely this date is true uh because as we talked about last week um Breath of the Wild is not a an, it's not a launch game. And no, exactly. Uh, uh it seems like the new Mario game is the launch game. Which I'm totally on board with. 
uh, and it's also a smart idea. To... Yeah, it's yeah. also a smart idea because rumors say that um, Skyrim is a launch game, and you don't want Skyrim compete and Zelda competing with Skyrim. Mm. Uh, not that I, not that I think Skyrim would sell more than Zelda, but it would, it would take some of Zelda's um, uh, market place, oh, yeah. market space, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's good a good idea to pl- release that later. And Mario is a great game for selling consoles. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the Mario game actually. Yeah. Uh, I think you said it looked uh, a lot like the 3D world. Uh, aesthetically, it looks a lot like 3D world, but like the wor- like it looks like it's going to be a 64 style game. Mm. And that's yeah, why it, I'm excited. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like the rumors say that this game is like it's an op- it's uh, got like a hub world. Then you go to other worlds that have multiple objectives, which is exactly what Super Mario 64 is. Mm. So yeah, I hope that's that's true because no one wants another 3D world. No, I don't it, like the thing is it's a perfectly good game, but it's not great like the other Mario games are. Like Super Mario Galaxy, yeah, you consider that a great game. Yeah, like Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario 64. Super Mario 64 would need some. Some like graphical updates and some um, fine tuning to the gameplay, but like mm-hmm. design wise, sixty four is a great game. Um, so, yeah, it yeah. was also very like yeah, uh, it was revolutionary for its time. Yeah, I suppose. it was a very revolutionary and, game. I don't know the the thing with Super Mario three D World is that it's not very uh, what you say about the, the design of the game feels pretty bland. Yeah, as we talked about right. Yeah, it just kind of feels like it's. I mean, it's a two D Mario in a three D world, mm. and uh, it's, it's as cool shallow concept. as those games are. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It doesn't have so. any depth and stuff like that, like uh, the three D Mario games have. Mm. So yeah, uh, I hope. Uh, I hope. Um, yeah, we went from Zelda to Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope Zelda's gonna be great. I hope Mario's gonna be great. So yeah, uh, next Switch rumor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm really sick of the Switch rumors, to be honest. Because every uh, uh, podcast unite has yeah. been uh, like Switch rumors, and, and that's this. that's part that's partly the reason. But I'm also just kind of. I I would be fine if we just didn't know anything about this until Nintendo actually revealed it. Mm. You know, I just kind of I just kind of want want to hear it directly from them, because all these rumors we don't know if any of this is true, and people are like raising their hype levels extremely when they hear some of this stuff, and some of it's probably not true, so people will be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun so. though to speculate and stuff. It's like half the fun. Yeah, it's fun uh, to speculate, but like when it comes to all these rumors, um, yeah, mm. I hope, um, I hope they actually. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, we know when they're gonna reveal the switch. It's uh, J- January twelfth, but yeah, I think maybe rumors. Uh, it feels like uh, nowadays we get more and more rumors about things, and I think maybe it's like it's a way to sell consoles. 
uh, because... Uh, you think Nintendo d- does this on purpose? On purpose, yeah. I, I think, you know, the there were leaks in the new Pokemon games, and so, and the, they, the, well, people say that they probably sold more uh, units because the, the, the leaks. I don't think I, I I do think there are some game companies that um, that fake the leaks and like release leaks um, on purpose, mm. leak things on purpose. But I don't think Nintendo is that company. Nintendo really wants to keep their things uh, on the inside and stuff like that until they really want to control the message. You know. Oh, uh, that's true. Nintendo yeah. is is that kind of company. Yeah, they're very strict and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, the next story here is that the GameStop CEO seemingly confirms Nintendo Switch motion controls. Uh, yeah, he made some like comments that mo- movement-related games are more fun to kids, and um, he makes that reference uh, uh, in reference to the Switch. So it seems like the Joy-Con controllers are motion controller uh, motion controllers, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, and it's something that I thought was the case uh, ever since the motion controls were rumored. Mm. Um, do you like? Do you think this is a good idea to have the the controls being motion controls? I think it's I, a, I think it's a good idea because it seems like their Nintendo uh, are not putting an emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like the motion controls in Nintendo's like Wii games and stuff like that. The fact that you have to shake to make a spin in Super Mario Galaxy is dumb. <laughs> like it's way better to just do it with a button. Mm. So yeah, um, but it seems like it's more like a complementary feature rather than a focus. Similar to yeah. how like you have motion controls in in PS4 controller. So, but it's mm. not. A main feature it's just kind of a complimentary thing and it's also yeah. very smart to have the motion controls in in the joy cons because then you have the same motion controller input when you're holding uh the portable console when you're holding just the joy cons on their own and when you're holding the joy cons in the joy con grip yeah i guess so you i have, suppose yeah, so you've got the same, the exactly the same data and inputs, no matter whichever controller you're holding. Mm. And you only need like you only need the motion sensors in these two things, and you don't need to put them in anything, everything else. So, and since these two things are attached to everything that you're using, except the pro controller, it's a really smart thing to keep it in that. That's actually a. Uh... Quite interesting. You mentioned the pro controller. Yeah. The I suppose when you have uh, the console in your hub area, mm-hmm. you're going to use the pro controller more likely. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you won't have the 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 um, what's it called motion controls. I do think it's I think it's likely that the the new pro controller will have motion controls. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's likely that it's going to have that. Uh, and also, like some of the rumors regarding the motion controls are that, uh, yeah, since um, the the console itself is rumored to have a touchscreen, how do you uh, 
uh, like do touch input when it's docked. That's true. And <laughs> that the what I'm speculating and what some people are speculating is that that's what you use the motion pointer for. Oh, the motion pointer is that uh, a small remote? Yeah. So basically, uh, either the system, either the the controller has an IR sensor or an mm. IR emitter, I guess it's called, um, like the Wii remotes. Or yeah. what I think is more likely is that they're using the motion plus uh, similar uh, style of pointer because the way they did it in. Like in Skyward Sword. Did you ever play Skyward Sword? Uh, yeah, I played it. Yeah, did you ever... It's did you know completed. that the pointer that you see in Skyward Sword is actually calculated by the data in the controller and not from the IR sensor? Uh, from No, I thought it was the IR sensor. I, 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 may, I might be uh, remembering this correct, incorrect, uh, incorrectly, but I think it was that way because I remember covering the IR sensor and the pointer was still there. Yeah, that's that that might probably have been, true. That might have been another uh, device, though, but I do think it was that. <laughs> and, yeah, like, if you think about it, uh, because you have the original, the real, uh, the, the motion controls in the controller, and then you add the motion plus to that. So mm. you have two motion points, you know? Yeah. And by that, you can calculate where it would be pointing. Mm. So... Uh, you would get a very easy pointer from that. Mm. So I get, I, I would, I assume that's how it works, but uh, that would be a very easy way for Nintendo to implement a pointer into their controller without needing to have like an IR sensor. Yeah, sounds and cool. In that case, they would also need to have like an IR, like the um, the Wii remote sensor that you had to put on your TV and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I guess, like you said before, it would be interesting to hear Nintendo announce these things themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how they're going to how they're going to explain it. So that's gonna be interesting. Mm. Yeah, because like the the biggest thing that people have talked about, like yeah, there is a Mario Maker re, um, uh, Mario Maker port uh, that's supposedly coming to the Switch. So how do you make levels when the system is docked? Oh, of course. Yeah, and you do it by with with the the pointer. Like it's very simple. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens to be the case, you know. Yeah, I ho just hope it's intuitive. Like, and it works well. It just uh, seems very easy to use the touch screen, but pointers, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Um. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna have their preferred ways of doing things, and like, if your preferred way of uh, interacting is with touch. Then you're probably gonna play that that game, um, sitting in your couch with the system, or like with the the system in your hands instead of on your TV. Yeah. So, for example, if you're playing Mario Maker and you don't like building levels with the with the pointer, so that will that means that you're gonna build levels holding the system portably instead of. In the dock. Yeah, it's pretty nice yeah. to to you know hold it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's like it's it's an option, you know. Like if if you really really need to make a Mario <laughs> Maker level uh, on the TV, here's a way for you to do it. Basically, I think that's gonna be their approach for the motion controls on the Switch. 
yeah basically it's like it's a very uh, the switch is going to be a very you know uh there's going to be a broad variant of ways to use it so it's going to be interesting yeah and then also the very uh interesting thing is that uh, Just Dance is coming to the Switch. And how is Just Dance coming to the Switch if it doesn't have any motion controls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like the motion controls were announced <laughs> for the Switch the moment Ubisoft announced Just Dance. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just like, press the A button when uh, to do this uh, move. Yeah. Press the B button. Yeah, and yeah. it's not like Ubisoft are going to release some kind of proprietary motion technology for the Switch. Wii U like, Connect. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, Switch needs to have... It must have motion controls if Just Dance is on the system, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, should we talk about that Pokemon Go? Yeah, so the next... We have two stories about Pokemon Go. These will be pretty short, but yeah. The first one is the Ditto is now available in Pokemon Go. Yes! Yeah. Um, the press release is Pokemon Go trainers... Now have the chance to catch Ditto, a Pokemon with a curiously blobby shape and ca- and the capacity to mimic the looks and traits of other Pokemon. This means also- that a Pokemon you think you captured could be Ditto, which it's reveal which reveals its true nature form, its, its true form only after it's caught, which is a really cool idea. So basically, yeah. you encounter a Pidgey in the wild. And then you catch it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a Pidgey. And I'm like, wait, what? No, it's a Ditto. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That's Unless like... it's like a Dragonite. If you catch a Dragonite, <laughs> and then it's like, no, it's a Ditto. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I feel like that could be a meme. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Pokemon Go, if you're making them memes. And then you're going to get be disappointed when you catch her. <laughs> but you just caught a Charizard. Oh, wait, it's a Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> you have like this uh yeah like this sitcom uh, like style thing like yeah. it's like oh ditto and when you introduced ditto you were like uh, it's the new amazing pokemon which can uh, change shapes and i was like and also breed with every kind of pokemon <laughs> in the pokemon world yeah <laughs> <laughs> What they don't tell you. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the statement continues. Also, when training or battling at a gym, Ditto will copy the appearance, types, and moves of the first Pokemon it sees, and will stay that way through the remainder of those gym battles. Mm. So yeah, it's it's pretty... Uh, I think it's a very cool like approach to catching a Ditto. I really like that approach, and I, ho- I would like to see that approach in the main games as well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that you don't really you you don't know if it's a Ditto or a real Pokemon. It's just a really cool uh, approach to it uh, that I I never thought about. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So the next Pokemon Go story here is that the nearby feature is now back and it's actually useful. Yes. Uh, yeah. So currently it's a limited release only some users in the united states canada and australia have the feature mm. um yeah i remember because i think i've seen this it's the one where you you can see which uh poke stops are close uh to the to the pokemon uh yeah you, so uh, you have the picture in in the in the article 
Uh, yeah, so basically in the nearby section, there is a Pokemon accompanied with a picture. And I assume that's like the picture of the Pokestop then in that case. Yeah. And if you're familiar place. with the area, you would know where that location is. So it's a it's a great it's a great way of telling you where the Pokemon is. If you're yeah. familiar with uh, the area you're in. It's pretty cool. It's a yeah. good feature because uh, then you can be like, yeah, I'm going to go to this church in town or I'm going to go here. And... Yeah. 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 It's, it's, a, it's a very smart and good um, approach to the nearby feature that is uh, way too late. <laughs> <laughs> should have been here. should have been in the game at release. So you could say that it wasn't very nearby the release. <laughs> it's it's uh, still I see a few young people playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, you know they. I, I will jump back into the game when Gen Two is released. Catch some Gen Two Pokemon. Yeah, Gen Two is my second favorite generation. Uh, it's followed by Generation Four. Generation Four is my favorite uh, generation. So. Yeah, uh, it's going to be really exciting to see Generation 2 Pokemon. So that is going to uh, make me play the game. Agreed. Yeah, so the next news story is that LEGO City Undercover, which uh, was a Wii U exclusive before, is now coming to the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC through Steam. Uh, and yeah, this is this is something that I've been wanting to play uh, for a long time. But since Nintendo games never go on sale, no, this has been like so expensive for a really long time. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, I never thought this would happen because I didn't think anyone really cared about this game. But yeah, I think this is a really good, uh, good thing that it's happening. Lego City Undercover is, if you don't know, it's basically a GTA clone. In Lego, in Lego form. form. Yeah. It's basically GTA and Lego form. You play as a cop. That sounds pretty fucking epic. Yeah. I haven't played the game myself, but uh, uh, yeah, I heard like on another <laughs> podcast, they were talking about this game and how it is. And basically like when you steal a car, <laughs> instead of your character like, get the fuck out of the car. He's like, <laughs> he like opens the door. He's like, please, I'm really sorry, but I need to borrow your car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so that's so good. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's just really funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this comes out in spring 2017, as I said, on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and STEM. 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 Yes, STEM. I'm probably gonna buy it on the STEM. I'm probably gonna buy it, and we can play together. <laughs> I don't know if it says multiplayer or not, but yeah. I, I, I hope so, because it sounds amazing. <laughs> Please get yeah. out. I need the car. Sorry. And they're like, I'm okay. So, I'm sorry, I need the car. Everyone is so nice in the Lego world. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next news story is that um, Uncharted 4 oh. Survival was revealed. So base, yeah, this is like uh, this is basically like horde mode in Gears of War. Uh, it's been a thing in the Uncharted franchise ever since they introduced multiplayer in Uncharted Two, I believe. Uh, so yeah, this you can play this in co-op or single player. 
Uh, so, so yeah, you can play from one to four players, I think it is. And it's just like uh, forever enemies appear and uh, it's fifty waves, you. fifty waves of characters on ten different maps. Ooh. And this is something that I've wanted from Uncharted Four because uh, I mean. This is something that I've always always think is a problem in single player games. Like when you have the single player game that you you really like the gameplay, but you don't feel like playing the story again. <laughs> like you just want to play the game, and this is perfect for that because this lets you play the game without having to play the story again. I, I can totally like agree with you on that feeling. Yeah, it's like a man. Halo Five sure was great, and then you like play. And then you look for the campaign missions, and you're like, "Man, all these missions suck." <laughs> like, it, I, I, I don't necessarily feel that way with Uncharted Four because Uncharted Four is a fucking masterpiece. But like the Unch Uncharted Four is a story that you really want to like delve into, which means that you want to play from start to finish. Yeah. And like it, it just kind of feels weird to jump into a specific section and stuff like that. Mm. Uh. So yeah, it, this is something that I'm definitely going to use and i'm gonna play probably a lot um and yeah it's built from the multiplayer version of the game which runs in uh, 60 frames per second so that's nice too uh yeah so that is cool and uh i appreciate it we're all it's gonna be playable at the playstation experience that's in like a few days i think um and we, like, it's um, it's expected that these Uncharted Four single player DLC will be will be announced at the PlayStation Experience. Mm. So that's nice. gonna be exciting. The Last of Us single player nice. DLC was announced at the PlayStation Experience in twenty thirteen. So it's very likely that they're going to announce this here too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good guys. Yeah, good, good, good. So the next story here is uh, from Ubisoft. Yes, uh, Rayman Company. Yeah, the Rayman and the Assassin's Creed Company. Yeah, gotta love it. Yeah, so they announced, they, they came out and said that they will no longer make any DLC that you have to buy in order to get the full experience. That's good, that's good. Yeah, so basically... I haven't read this entire article, but from what I from what I gathered is that basically any uh, you will only pay for say, things that are like cosmetic, basically, mm. like things that customize your character and stuff like that. Things that don't really make sense to the game, really, like things that don't matter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just optional stuff. So not like, like any story content or anything like that. They mentioned something about free uh, multiplayer maps also. Like uh, Rainbow Six Siege apparently had a free uh, DLC multiplayer maps. And uh, they think this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like making uh, multiplayer maps free is always the best move. Because if you don't make those maps free, you have a segmented multiplayer audience, which means like maybe you're in you're in a group of people playing like just random people like you and like eleven other people or whatever like in this random... or twelve year olds yeah <laughs> yeah well <laughs> no like offense to twelve year olds yeah so you match into a new map 
and then like, okay, everyone has this new map except this one guy. Okay, so we can't play this new map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. And I don't really understand why games, uh, I mean, I understand why games have you have pay for this. maps because they need but the money, sucks. obviously. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense player-wise because you segment your audience. I remember playing Halo 3. Free, Halo 3. And then uh, there was like... I, I don't know. It just felt like I never wanted to buy uh, any extra maps because I didn't have... A, I wasn't of age. 18-year-olds uh, yeah. could buy things on the internet. And uh, then it's like... Uh, there's all these things they like, oh, play Griff Ball now. And you're like, yeah, okay. You have to have the DLC, it says. It was just like, yeah, it's it split the community so many times also. Because every time you release a DLC then that you have to pay for, it splits the community once. And then you release another. And then there's like, there's a, a segmented part of the, of the player base that can play one DLC and some of them can play the other and it's just like yeah. yeah it's it's kind of sucky yeah yeah so Basically. yeah uh yeah we have the next le story here the next uh le story which is um Basically, uh, this guy, Patrick Klepek, he's kind of a, he's one of the few actual journalists in the gaming industry. He actually like goes around and like digs things up, stuff like that. He got access to the design documents and stuff like that for Sleeping Dogs 2, mm. which is a game that will never happen because United Front Games was shut down. Um, sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, so yeah. Basically, uh, I haven't read all of this, but I have people been talking about it, and it's really sounded like a great game. Uh, basically, they would have had co-op similar to... Uh, they would have had co-op, and you would have been able to play as two different characters. And uh, basically... And also, this other cool feature that was apparently in the game was that... Uh, yeah, so you have this open-world city, right? And... Uh, the city would be shaped after how every player plays it. So basically, you make these decisions during the game, and they are all like logged in the central server. And then the entire, like the 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 playing the game world, is changed depending on how the entire player base decides to make their decisions. Mm. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe like. Okay, uh, the peer. It seems like okay. Everyone has decided to like blow up this building or whatever. That means that this building is blown up for everyone. Ah, uh, well, I, I mean that's like an example that I came up with right now. But yeah, like it sounds like a really cool uh, idea. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's um, like the concept of the of the sleeping dogs. It's just like the the Chinese. Uh, I guess you could say mob. War. Yeah. Did you play Sleeping Dogs? I think I've seen uh, gameplay on the on the YouTube's. Yeah, it's it was a really cool game actually. Mm. Um, since it took place in China, where weapons are illegal, mm. uh, that means that you have to hide your weapons, and uh, you they're very hard to come across and stuff like that. 
which is a really cool thing when he, when like all open world games take place in the United States where weapons are legal and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's also interesting just because of that reason that it's like it's not the United States. Yeah. It's, uh, China. Exactly. Cultures. Yeah. And uh, the game was a lot more focused on um, melee combat and stuff like that. Uh, the melee combat was basically Batman Arkham. Um, also a lot deeper system than that. So yeah, it was it was a really cool game. The story was really good in the game, uh, and it's uh, it's a shame that this never happened and will never happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's the way it is. Yeah. So uh, it sucks. Yeah. I guess the next story was about Star Wars. Uh, yes, the next story is about less Star Wars. Yes. So the story is that um, Kathleen Kennedy, which is the president of Lucasfilm, likens the new Han Solo film, which will be coming out after Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, to westerns and heist films. Hmm. And this sounds pretty cool to me. Like I was pretty against uh, the Han Solo movie to begin with. Uh, because it was like, oh, this will not star Harrison Ford. Like, this is going to be a disaster. Mm. You know? And we don't need origin stories for every character in the universe, you know? Uh, yeah, and people are also obviously, like, concerned because it's a prequel. And like, oh no, it's a prequel. It's going to be a bad movie. It's like, they did this before. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just because it's a prequel, it's going to be a bad movie. Like, <laughs> that argument makes no sense at all. <laughs> I was just thinking about the, the line where Anakin says, like, I hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> From the prequels. Yeah. I mean, we are pretty pro the prequels, right? Yeah. Uh, but obviously the, the movies aren't perfect. But, uh, and I'm going to get hate for this if Not anyone sad. actually hears this, but like, the original trilogy isn't perfect either. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Like, the acting is pretty, pretty meh in some mom in a lot of moments and the special effects are bad and stuff like that. And even in, when they have like remastered the special effects, it still hasn't been good. It looked no. bad. And yeah. Um, I've also noticed like in the first movie, there's only like one female character. Yeah. It's like Leia. <laughs> yeah. Like... Leia is the, uh, Leia is like the only female character in like the entire trilogy, mm. except like some uh, minor characters later on. I mean, in the first movie, I think she's the only female character. Yeah. Probably maybe one backstage actor. In the second movie, there's like maybe two uh, or three female characters that are like on the screen for like uh, at most like five seconds. <laughs> so, yeah. There's like, there's things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this sounds like a really cool movie. As we kind of talked about before uh, we started recording, is that. Yeah, this movie is directed by the guys that made the people that made uh, the Lego movie and 21 and 22nd Jump Street. Uh, Which are both good movies. All three are amazing movies. I love all three of them. Like, uh, have you watched 22nd Jump Street? I've watched 22nd, but I've not watched 21st. What? You yeah, watched 21st Jump Street? I'm, I'm, 
I, I, I was thinking it's uh, like a prequel to the 22nd Jump Street. And you know, the prequels aren't very... It's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but so, 22nd yeah, Jump Street is my favorite. Like that. Oh my God, that movie is so fucking good. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. Like the credits in that movie are so amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they make this... Uh, they look uh, <laughs> like to the future. Yeah. What, 23rd Jump Street. 23rd Jump Street. 24th Jump Street. 25th Jump Street. <laughs> they're like really old, but they go into a yeah. like heavy makeup. So they look exactly like they did when they made 22 Jump Street. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And they have like Jump Street, the video game. And uh, they have Jump Street <laughs> Legends. And in that one, they have the, the original actors from like the TV show that the movie is based on. Uh-huh. So that's Jump Street Legend. Oh, no, Generations was that. Jump Street <laughs> Generations. And you have like the new cast and the old cast. <laughs> like, it's, so, it's so sad because it's like, it's a thing they do. Yeah. <laughs> it happens in, in media. Yeah. It's so funny. I hope they may. Um, yeah. And according to rumors, or I, maybe it was announced. I don't remember anymore. But uh, 23rd Jump Street is apparently going to be a crossover with Men in Black. Oh, so basically, from what I've heard, is that the characters from Twenty Two Jump Street are going to be the next Men in Black. That's that's a really good idea, actually. I yeah. I don't know there's probably uh, people against it, but I'm just like, whoa, those are two good things. <laughs> so much good. I only yeah. saw like the first Men in Black when I was younger. I don't really remember much from it, but. Yeah, like from what I've heard of it, it's it's gonna be pretty cool. And apparently, like, and definitely with with uh, twenty with Jump Street's awesome sense of comedy and fucking Ice Cube, <laughs> Ice Cube, Ice Cube. It can't be bad when Ice Cube's in it. Nah, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I guess he he's gonna have to be one of the men in black too. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is perfect. Yes, please. Oh my god, that would I be awesome. I want to see this. <laughs> Please be true. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the next story is one of the most awesome things that I've ever seen, probably. And that is the new Majora's Mask cartoon. Yes. Majora's Mask Terrible Fate is a fan-made animated short that serves as an origin story for Skull Kid. So, Yeah. Like we, we watched, watched this. this, yeah, we watched this mm. before we started recording, and holy crap, is this good? Yeah, everyone should probably go and watch this if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, to see just how amazing it is. If you have missed it, because it's been really blowing up on the on the YouTube. You said it was the, like the 40th most trending video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 47th. It's. Uh, as now, as we're recording now, it's on the seventh, forty seventh place on the trending page in YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and like I... this is a fan made animated short, and it looks like a professional production, and it's rendered in four K and everything. Like, oh my god, this is amazingly done. And and you watch the video, and it's like, is this really CG? Is this? Yeah, there are moments where we're class. like, this has to be real. Like, this can't be CG. 
I mean, I don't know, maybe it is real, but I mean, it looks way too good for them to have composited CG onto a real, real life scene, you know? Mm. Like that, you can always see when something's CG in, in movies, so. And this, this, this didn't look that way, so I, I don't know. I, I don't think this is, like, the backgrounds are real and stuff like that, so. No, exactly. Uh... Either way, it's a really great job. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah we were going to talk uh, a bit a little bit more about this right yeah because it's just uh it's it's that amazing yeah I like mean, it's you don't... it's it's really well done like the camera work and the cg and the sound everything is really well done the only thing i don't like is the fairies oh yeah i have never i've never personally imagined the fairies to be like physical balls no, it's it's kind of looking disgusting when they're like a floating ball that yeah. looks like a peach or something. It's just like, what is that? Is that a living thing? Yeah. A living uh, ball thing? Like the way I'd imagine it, it's just like an infinite ball of light, you know? Like there's yeah. no surface, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it, because um, uh, in, these, in this uh, uh, terrible fate thing, it it's just looks like you can swish, squish them. So I, I suppose, are you thinking you could, like, go through uh, the fairy? Maybe, I don't know. A... Like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so deep question. Can you go through the fairy or is it just, like, made of glass? There is a lot of people who theorize that the fairy in uh, Ocarina of Time that we're talking about is also, like, it's, it's actually, like, a fairy, like a woman or a girl. It's just that uh, they, th- there is not enough detail on the N64 to render it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so the people that made this are called Ember Labs. Uh, It is a professional animation studio uh, that uh, apparently has, like, a movie department and shit, uh, apparently. So, um, they apparently have some pretty big customers, like Coca-Cola. So they apparently, so I assume they make like advertisements and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can notice that in the in the trailer, definitely. Yeah, so definitely like amazingly well done. Yeah, like, uh, like we uh, talked like, about this. It's like great camera work, great yeah. CG, great uh, like um, animation, flow. Yeah, it just looks. Like a prof- it doesn't only look like a professional production; it is a professional production. Mm. And the fact that they went through the trouble of actually making it 4K and all this, like, uh, yeah, one of those frames. Like this, this video is probably made of uh, like, uh, well, a lot of frames, and one of these frames can take like probably an hour to render, uh, if not more, yeah. like. You know, like the frames in the Frozen took like twenty four hours each. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this this prov takes forever to render. Mm. So so good though. Every Majora's Mask fan is going to be just uh... every Zelda fan. Like I, I I probably not said this here before, but we have definitely talked about it before, and that is that I'm not really a fan of Majora's Mask. Uh, I yeah. played the 3D remake. I just thought it was stressful, and I really don't like the water temple. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, um, 
like this is an awesome this is an awesome thing that they've made and even me who's not really a fan of Majora's Mask just I'm like geeking out totally over this thing mm. so yeah to continue this discussion how what would you like them to, to make next if they were to make something next that's a really good question I'm I'm so focused on the Majora's Mask part now um I like not guess... even doesn't even have to be Zelda related, just like Nintendo related. Nintendo related. Uh, I would say, if if this were like a few years ago, I'd probably say Star Fox. But now I think they that Nintendo have kind of already fleshed out those characters. Probably not in the way that I would like them to have made it. <laughs> but so, like maybe Star Fox or Super Mario. I would like to see a Metroid short. Yeah. That would be amazing. Just imagine seeing Metroid with this amount of detail. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, actually. That would be amazing. Yeah. So what's, what, would, what story would they have to tell in the Metroid universe? Hmm. It has to be something intense. It has to be like uh, something that is filled with emotions. Like it can be like... I wouldn't say like when uh, Metroid Other M when they first see Ridley, not like that emotional. Samus doesn't have the freak out, but you have to be like feel the tenseness in the air, like. Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, like I'm thinking, like I don't know what what they should make. You know, so maybe something that captures like Samus' uh, like best traits. Like when she's uh, probably, I'm like, just like she's fighting things, but you know. Yeah, I I just I, actually like we have already seen Zelda. I mean, Metroid with this amount of detail, like the the cinematics in Other M, mm -hmm. those are really fucking good. Yeah. I wish we would have gotten those in HD. Yeah, I suppose it's like we have to think about older games probably. Yeah. I would yeah. like to see, um, like, dude, Mubber. Yeah, would that, that would be, cool? be dope. Yeah. Or like Pokemon. Imagine yeah, seeing like Pokemon in this art style. Yeah, that but would it's be like, so cool. We've already like kind of seen Pokemon. Uh, I mean, not in this art style and probably not with this quality, but still, we kind of know how Pokemon uh, would be in like a modern media. Yeah, it's cool to think about like old things. I don't know what mother would tell, what they would tell in a mother story though. Maybe the characters don't have to talk at all. Maybe. Yeah. Like, uh, because what it seems like they want to do here is tell something that wasn't told, like something around the main story. Mm. Um. So yeah, like everything I can think of is just things that did happen already. But when it comes to something like Mother, or like, yeah, Earthbound as we know it here, like the final battle in Earthbound would be really cool to see fully animated. Mm. I don't want to spoil it to you, and you should not have it spoiled for you either. You should play that game. But um, yeah, like that would be really cool to see fully animated and stuff like that. Yeah. Because like everything you see, you just see Gygus on screen and you don't even see your own characters. Because that's how 
Earthbound gameplay is, is done. So Yeah, it would be interesting to show the the player characters also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah, go watch this. Just search for Majora's Mask Terrible Fate. This is like one of the best things that I've ever seen. You will not regret it. Yeah, you will definitely not regret it. Mm. Uh, even if you're not even a Zelda fan or just a Zelda fan like Noah, you don't have to have played Majora's Mask or anything. This doesn't spoil the Majora's Mask in any way. <laughs> like, this has already happened, um, right, when you play Majora's Mask. It's the, it's the intro. It's it's nothing new. Yeah, like, yeah. but, like, Skull Kid already has the mask, right, at the beginning of the game. Yeah, indeed, that's true. Yeah, so oh, this okay. is this happens before the actual game. Mm. So this doesn't spoil that game or anything. No, that's that's a good game too. Yeah. So uh, to move on now, the final story that we have here is. Uh, I get I get to say say the the caption. Yes. We might finally know how Rogue One is handling its opening crawl. Yes. Yes. And the way it's handling it, Estheris doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently the new movie Rogue One doesn't have an opening crawl, which is like a tradition in Star Wars. So I'm I'm kind funny. of split on this. Like I I I would have wanted it there because I don't I feel like there's no reason for them to omit it. So mm. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I mean, this is no ordinary Star Wars movie, perhaps. Yeah. So this is not one of the main movies. So I suppose it's fine. Yeah. But it's it's still it's such a classical thing, you know, when the in uh, in a galaxy far, far away. And then you hear, hear it like. Like, it's just such a such a classical thing. Like that is Star Wars, you know. Yeah, that's epic. I wish I could like uh, sing with you there. It's, kind of <laughs> it's probably better for the viewers if they <laughs> we just have a sound clip. <laughs> but but it's it's just so epic. Everybody has probably gone around singing the Star Wars song. Some yeah. Some good times. It's best. Best ever. Yeah. So, like, I hope that this is not just the studio wanting to make Star Wars like every other movie. Um, yeah. Because, like, yeah, we have enough movies that don't have opening crawls, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I still think it's going to be a great movie. I, I mean, it's just like, it feels like uh, anything they touch will become good. I yeah. mean, this is Disney now. Yeah, like, Disney just makes everything great. Like, uh, they they make all the movie Marvel movies great. They make all the Star Wars movies great. They have started <laughs> making their their own properties into live action movies and they're awesome too they're great. like jungle book was so awesome oh. it was such a good movie how the fuck did they pull that off yeah so impressive jungle book was such a good movie and that was like all cg 
Yeah. Like they recorded that in a sound stage. Sound stage? Yeah, that's, like a... yeah, that's uh, just a, a room where you make motion capture stuff. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like it was basically just blue screen, maybe green screen, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like the only like human character, I think the only human character is Mowgli. Mm. And uh, he was just like, they just recorded him in a sound stage, so... That's like a really hard movie to to like um, get like for for people actors to get into. Then they were like, "I want to star in a Disney movie. How about this new Jungle Book?" <laughs> yeah, we're only hiring one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they had voice actors. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Still, I mean, like, if you um, if you wanted that role. If you wanted the role in that movie, it was like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for uh, Beauty and the Beast? No. That's, yes, perhaps. Uh, yeah, they have the new Beauty and the Beast, and that's going to be a cool fucking movie, too. And that's like another movie that's like all CG again. <laughs> <laughs> Disney really don't like working with people, do they? <laughs> yeah, that's like Emma Stone. Emma Stone is playing... Um, Belle, I think her name is, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, so she's like the basically the only real character. Uh, yeah, no, you have like Gaston and like the other humans that want to kill the beast. Oh. Uh, they are humans too, but yeah. Uh, so you have a few more humans in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I, f- I think everything's CG. Yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks like that. I'm looking at the trailer, it seems... The environments are CG. I think this is really great for us to look at when you have beautiful CG environments. But it must be really boring for the actors <laughs> to to uh, film this because it's like they only have like small props and, and uh, you know green screens. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's pretty nice anyway. Yeah, Looking and I I, I like that that tables are turning now because yeah like. Just like a few, a couple of years ago, everyone's like, oh, all CG movies are always bad. Hashtag <laughs> Star Wars prequels. <laughs> and now, like, people are, like, saying, like, oh, oh, my God, Jungle Book was so awesome. Like, that was all CG. It's like... Yeah. They don't even know what's oh CG anymore. Like... <laughs> yeah, like, people don't oh, even know what's CG anymore. Yeah, they don't think about that because it's standard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was some movie that I thought about recently. Yeah, Star Wars Episode Seven. You know, uh, I linked that uh, that behind the scenes video mm. making of the CG that um, what are they called uh, um, Industrial Light and Magic mm. ILM. They always release these like how we made these scenes in CG. You know. Yeah, exactly for the for the new Star Wars. Uh, yeah, uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah, and like showing that to people, and they're like, "Oh my god, I didn't know everything was CG in this movie too." <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they had like real, real, real locations and stuff too. But yeah, CG like there was a lot of CG in that movie that people didn't know was CG. Oh, and you yeah, can't exactly. even notice it. You don't even notice it. It's like the water effect, uh, like when the the airplanes are flying over the water. Yeah, that's one of the examples. 
Yeah, like they like just uh just page through all the layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of effects. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's gotta be I don't under I don't understand how they do this so fast. Like and, and like ILM, like they make CG for like every movie. Yeah. I don't understand I, I really don't understand how they just keep pumping this CG shit out all the time. They must, they must have like a million people. Yeah, like they have to be like a huge fucking company. Or maybe they're just working 24 hours a day. <laughs> You're just <laughs> slaving like, away, making CG slavery. all the time. Disney slavery. Yeah, because like there's just a, a massive amount of detail. Like they make just a lot more detail than what games do in their like worlds, you know? Yeah. Like they have to yeah. decorate like insides of houses and stuff like that. And the, and the rooms that you'll never see. If if. Yeah, exactly. Rooms that we'll never see, probably. Yeah, and like in a movie, you can control what what will be seen. So mm. sometimes they have to design things that no one will literally pay attention to. While in a video game, that's something that someone could actually see because it's interactive. Yeah, and then again, in video games, they uh, sometimes they make more than they actually need to because they don't know if it's going to be seen. Yeah. And the same is in this character, in, in this movie. Like, if we had a free cam, we could see... It would be amazing to just yeah. free cam our way through this CG environment. Yeah. It would be so cool. It's uh, it's really amazing what they're able to do. Like, it looks so real. Mm. It's kind of scary what you can actually make with CG these days. And the scale of it's so big. Like, if you look at the intro cinematic of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah. It's like it's a forest and there's mountains in the background. Yeah. It's like like hunt- someone had to make every one of those trees. <laughs> yeah, I mean at least copy paste them out on the positions they're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, and th- like that will probably ev- only be seen in that scene alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like when you have something like uh like a Star Trek movie or something, you know, the new Star Trek movies. You're always oh. in like these cities and these like huge sprawling cities. Like yeah. they're all futuristic and stuff like that. Like someone yeah. had to design this entire city. It's not just like, oh, we're going to make a building in CG. No, they're, they, they really thought about these things. You know, they have billboards that say cool stuff. Yeah. And they have to like think about the, how the city is structured. So they need to have like yeah. professional like city... Uh, management people and stuff like that. Aren't like, how they, do they actually they traverse the city and stuff like that? It's so much work that no one will ever pay attention to. I, I think that if we probably, like, took one of those cities from a movie, we could probably, like, build our own city and we would be totally functional. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, that's the way it is. Yeah. It's, it's such a... It's a lot it's of like, work. Like game design and uh, movie design, (laughs) these people, they are like, they are fully fledged like uh, um, architects and uh, (laughs) city planners. Yeah. This is why I don't like when people are like, oh, it's all CG. The filmmakers are so lazy. It's like, dude, someone's like spending so much time making all of these details they probably took a year it took a year to make those props or those yeah. assets yeah so yeah 
people give some more credit to the CG playmakers out there. <laughs> people that make the CG. And the CG people, please thank us for people <laughs> thanking you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, give me a new, uh, give me a free ticket to Star Wars Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for the news. The news. Yes. The news. Yes. The news. 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 Do you mean us in the news or in the new? New news. New news. Okay. <laughs> Let's stop this now. Okay. So yeah, we'll be right back after this with the topic. Hello and oh. welcome back yes. to Pokemon now it's a topic. Theory. It's a topic oh, yes. and we're gonna talk about Pokemon Sand and Moon impressions so you played sun and moon 30 hours and i played it five or four yeah i played about 30 hours i think i can go in and check my my precise clock yeah so let's see i have played it for 25 hours and 56 minutes i have played it for i have a conversation with uh some it's some plot relevant thing I cannot <laughs> check right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what do you think about the game? Well, I've only gone through the first island, so I think we talked, like we have discussed this a little bit before. It's very hand-holding. It's basically a tutorial. The first yeah. island. Yeah. Uh, the tutorial is basically four hours. It's a basically it's basically a four hour tutorial, like yeah, yeah. it's a lot more handholdy at the start, but the handholding doesn't really stop until like, I would say after the first trial on the second island, I would say. Oh, it's like it's that that's long, right? Yeah, it's okay. it's a very handholding, and there's still like some some pieces of tutorials that will show up until you like head on to the third island so but i mean the game is beautiful yeah for, it's, as it's, beautiful as it can be on the 3ds. 3ds yeah yeah because it's it's kind of pixelated i guess but it's it's the the environments are nice the design is good yeah. uh, i think the pokemon battles are a bit slow I mean, some animations, some attack animations take over 10 seconds, I think, with the C, mm. C moves. You can turn them off if you want. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, those, I love the C moves. I really like the C moves. <laughs> have you been using them a lot? Yeah, I've been using them a lot. Uh, I yeah. think... I have... I think I have every C crystal except the one. Um, can you get... Do you have to, like... Um, Get the Snorlax one that you can only get by pre-ordering. Uh, do you have the... Have you taken the mystery gift? No. Oh, you have to do it like that. I think that ends a week after release. I have to do that. So you have to do that as quick as possible. Uh, and Is I that... have to remember to do that in my moon copy as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Snorlax mystery gift with the um, uh, pancake attack? Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't... I haven't used that. Uh, you get a Munchlax and a Snorlium Z. Oh, 
so yeah, I also see I, I have I have the sea crystal for every type but one. And then I also have the sea crystal for my decidui, and I have the that sea crystal that you get with the Snorlax. Yeah. So that those are all the sea crystals that I have. Dude, there is a Pikachu one too. That's a Pikachu CI. <laughs> is there a Pikachu specific Z crystal? Yeah, yeah. What? There's a Pikachu specific uh, Z crystal that makes a uh, Volt Tackle uh, that uh, Pikachu. Uh, uh, it's like some some ruin uh, attack or something. It's like what? I'm, go- I'm gonna check out what the name is. Pikachu Z move. How do you get it? Um, there is uh, on one island. There is a tutor that uh, can teach your Pikachu Volt Tackle, which is a great move. And uh, she gives you a Sea Crystal, I think. Huh. Cool. I'm gonna get that. I don't have a Pikachu. Yeah, I do have a Pikachu actually. Uh, Catastropica. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I do remember this actually. Catastropica. So that's probably the last one for you. Uh, yeah, except uh, I, there's also one type-specific uh, sea crystal that I don't have. And you will notice which one it is when you get there. Um, yeah, it's not like the Mega Stones where you just kind of find them in the world. You, like, get them through the story. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, now I want to get my mystery gift. <laughs> I'm just like, you gotta hurry! I mean, the game came out on uh, Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, so in Europe. I assume that I think the mystery gift will end on the thirtieth next week. Then uh, should be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, it's yeah, like so... the, the game is very, very good. I think the the characters are nice. I've only started to to like notice them, but I think yeah. Lily. Seems to be a really interesting character. Yeah, Lily is a really cool character. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like personally, what I think, how is fucking annoying. I hate him. How? Yeah, he's just. How is just so annoying? He's so anime. Generic. Like, he's so anime. Yeah. Like, all the time, he's using like. And he stands in this post, like, all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go catch Pokemon. Oh, yeah, so and he's so happy all the time. And. It's just oh not God. real. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, but when you talk to Lily some somewhere along the story, you talk to Lily in the beginning. Yeah. And it's like you get a, an option to, like, kind of mess with her or something. It's just like, it's everything in this game is just so, like, go, it's like so happy and everything. And then you're yeah. like, you can pick an option that's kind of, like, sarcastic or something. Yeah. Have you noticed that you can funny. pick sarcastic answers to Team Skull? You can't? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> there's this one person that will ask you, like, oh, do you know who they are? But nah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know who you guys are. That's, that's something like this. It's like... Uh, yeah. It's like an adult thing to do. Because when you're young, you're just like, yeah, I remember those guys. But when you get older, you're just like, I don't even know them. <laughs> yeah, like, do you remember when you talk with Ilima on uh, the dock? Uh, probably. If you mention what we talked about, uh, what is it about? Yeah, like it's it's before the first trial, I think. Okay. Uh, you're you, it's the first time you go to the dock, 
and you talk to Ilema, and then Team Scala shows up, and Ilema just completely ignores that they're even there. <laughs> He's, he, like, keeps talking, and Team Scala just stands there and does their stupid hand motions. Oh, shit, call. I don't know. Uh, like, like does their stooping hand motion and stuff like that. And he, like, just looks over and then just keeps talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Like, it's, it's such a necessary thing. When you play this game and you think it's, like, it's so hand-holding and, and everything in the beginning. And then, and then these kind of things uh, show up. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, I really like the game, uh, apart from the really, really long tutorial, like, it's probably, like, it's one of the best Pokemon games ever made. Uh, I love that they removed uh, the grid system, and it's now free for movement and stuff like that. Mm. That is so good. I love the customization. It's kind of limited. It's really dumb that they have version-specific clothing. They have? Yeah, there's some clothing that are only available in Moon, and some that are only available in Sun. And then there are some that are available in both. Version exclusive clothing? Yeah, like, I don't even know if you can trade the clothing. You, so... you, you probably can. Yeah, so it's dumb. I don't know why that's there. Because I can get Pokemon, that's cool, but... Yeah, like, yeah. you can trade Pokemon, but you can't trade clothing. I'm gonna... Uh, okay, I got definitely the wrong kind of pictures. And when I tried to search that, oh no! Version, and now it wasn't. It wasn't anything like that. <laughs> it was just it's real people. I'm so oh. so, okay. so not into real people. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of strange. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, but uh, it's like uh, I think they should have an option, like for I think they should have two uh, two options, and that's one. One is for like quicker battles like uh, just like everything is quicker battles and uh, the other one should be for uh, more difficulty okay so you want like a hard mode yeah i mean there's a lot of veterans so i personally think it's fair. i uh, like i i didn't think the game was hard but it just i was i did think it was challenging at points but it's mm -hmm. personally because i don't really uh, like um but grind yeah. in the game I just kind of rush to the same to the next story point. Oh. Uh, so I try. I usually try to avoid the grass as much as possible, which means that I uh, I am generally like in the same level as everyone else at all times. Mm. Uh, like yeah, I'm not gonna say what it was, but I just uh, met a boss, and like uh, that boss's Pokemon were, like, all at level 50 or something, and I was, like, I had, like, one Pokemon that was over level 50, like, the rest was, like, at 50, and, uh, I had one that was under 50, so, yeah, it was, it... Then it's difficult. Yeah, like, it's, the game like becomes a bit more difficult at that point. And obviously, mm -hmm. you can make the game, make the game more difficult by turning off the XP share. Yeah. That's true. It's it becomes more grindy too. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing too. Like when it comes to difficulty, I don't want games to be grindy. I just want uh, the the AI to be smarter. So that's mm. why I still have the XP share on. Yeah, that's true. And I I mean I've only gotten to like the fifth or second island now. Yeah. So I mean it's like it's probably supposed to be easy. But if it was harder and that was like a new newbie to Pokemon and I was like. Uh, at the same age when I started playing, I would probably get my ass kicked. Yeah. 
So something that was pretty funny that happened to me when I played the game. Uh, this is not really a spoiler. I mean, you know, that Rockruff uh, evolves into Lycanroc. Yeah. Yeah, and Lycanroc uh, can only evolve uh, during the day in the sun version. Mm. And uh, in Moon, it's only during the night. And you get that night emo version of Lycanroc. Yeah, exactly. uh, so I was like, uh, I, I was like playing the game, playing the game, and I was getting close to level twenty-five. I think is the level when he evolves, and <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap! It's fifteen minutes until it turns over tonight. I need to level this thing up <laughs> and evolve it." <laughs> so I was just like stressing as hell, just training it as much as possible uh and evolving it before i think i evolved it like five minutes before uh before uh six o'clock which is when i turns over to tonight wait you have uh what's that in pokemon's moon i thought the the the, the daylight hours were uh clipped uh in sun i mean it's sun it's only during the day so yeah uh 1800 hours you know Oh, exactly. Yeah, so six o'clock. So six o'clock so at in, in on the evening. So. Uh yeah, I yeah. suppose that's correct. So, yeah, I was <laughs> just like stressing to get that, <laughs> train him up the level and evolve him <laughs> as soon as possible. Otherwise, I would have had to waited all day, all night until yeah. I could have evolved him. So he would have been a rock rough for just another ten hours or something. <laughs> You would, uh, it would have been like uh, with uh, Ash Pikachu. You've gotten through the Elite Four with only your uh, level 100 Rockruff. <laughs> and everyone would have been like, why won't you evolve him? Yeah. So yeah, I I've talked to you about this. But yeah, in my Moon copy, I'm going to play the game uh, using only one Pokemon. Yeah. Exactly. We talked about that. And you said that it was going to be um, probably... Uh, type no. Yeah, I don't know exactly which one I'm gonna do, but type no is a is a pretty cool. Um, uh, you should pick like uh, there would be it would be funny if you picked like a uh, kind of mediocre Pokemon, <laughs> like let's say like uh, I don't know, I I wouldn't say Pikachu isn't mediocre. It's a good Pokemon, but its stats suck, so it's mediocre. Yeah. Like completing the game with only Pikachu. Yeah, I I would have preferably wanted to do that, but yeah, it's not realistic to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose so. What do you think of the Alolan forms? Um, I like them. Uh, I don't have any Alolan forms on my team. I only no. have new Pokemon. And I mean, you haven't... So I was spoiled before before uh, playing the game. I knew how every Pokemon was going to look. But you wasn't. You, yeah. it, it was all new for you. So what do you think about uh, like the Pokemons you've encountered so far? And which is your favorite of the new ones? Uh, my favorite... And yeah, we're going to be spoiling the Pokemon here. Oh, yeah. So... Um... I don't know. I'll 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 pick a favorite among the ones that are that are um that were announced prior to release. No 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 no. Uh, pick a favorite. Uh, just it's like 
it's probably fine. We don't even have a picture on them, so. I mean, I, actually, my favorite is one that were announced prior to release, so. Uh, and, and that one is, uh, it's Mimikyu. I mm. love Mimikyu. I have a Mimikyu on my team. Um, he's really cool. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that you can high-five Mimikyu in the Pokemon Ami? If you like, uh, hold your uh, if you hold your finger uh, on the side, the left side of Mimikyu, uh, uh, for a while, then he will high five you with his like <laughs> hand. Well, it's, yeah, it's cool. pretty nice. Uh... Yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite yet, or if I have like I haven't thought about it that much. But I like all the the tapus. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think they're cool. Yeah. Uh, you've only like, I've only encountered Tapu Koko. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it seems like that's kind of a post-game thing to go around and and find the the tapus too. Oh, uh, yeah. It's really cool. Also, what uh, do you have a ride Pokemon yet? Um. Yes, that's amazing. I yeah, have, ride uh, Pokemon cool. are fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like. They really managed to take a boring element of the game, the HM slaves. Yeah. And make it fun. Yeah. Like, it's it's really great. So I have all the ride Pokemon. Uh, Damn. Right. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are really cool. Um, and yeah, you have the Tauros, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, and like every every ride Pokemon has its own use. Like it's really cool. And they're real even they're not just replacing HMs, like they're replacing some of those weird items that you had in the previous games too. Exactly. Like the bicycle and uh maybe the item finder. Yeah, so yeah, uh Tauros Tauros kinda replaces the bike and um the yeah. rock and rock smash. Yeah. And then you have Stoutland. He replaces the bike and uh, the dousing machine. Hmm. Um, but then, yeah, we also have. We'll see which else were announced prior to release. Yeah, the, then you the have. Uh, you have. Um, yeah, uh, Mudsdale. Hmm. Uh, he, his thing is not really used in a previous game, but you walk over these kind of pointy rocks with Mudsdale. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you have uh, Lapras. Mm. Lapras replaces Surf, obviously. Mm. And then you have um, what's his name? Uh, Sharpedo. Sharpedo. Sharpedo uh, replaces Surf and allows you to crush rocks on on water in the water. Okay. Then you also obviously have Charizard, which uh, is fly. Yeah, which is fly, and it's. Exactly that. It is fly, nothing else. <laughs> it's just fly. That's kind of a shame. No, I think it's fine. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. I guess. It's um cool. I don't know. Uh yeah, it's, I think it's... there's one more that I have that was not announced prior to release. Uh, let me see here. Is it Dragonite? Uh yeah, there's only one left. <laughs> that I haven't... It's not Dragonite. <laughs> Is it Altaria? No. 
Okay. This it's is a dragon it's, type. It's really ridiculous, and I don't want to tell you because I want you to see it when you see it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna look forward to that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the last ride Pokemon you get actually. Mm. Yeah, so that's gonna be. It's gonna be epic. Yeah. Um. Hmm, what else is there to talk about? Um. Have you uh, encounter encountered any of the Ultra Beasts? I have encountered Ultra Beasts. Yeah. So when we first uh, saw the game. Everyone speculated that the Ultra Beasts were going to be, like, people. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that at okay. all. Like, I'm not even going to comment on w if I'm right or wrong on <laughs> that. Um, yeah, so yeah, mm. not even going to comment anything on it, because I don't want you to... And the thing is, like, I'm not even done with the story yet. Um mm. So yeah, uh, and also something that's very important: don't go on like Cerebi and stuff like that, because you'll get totally spoiled. Uh, because I got to see one of the Ultra Beasts' real name. Yeah. So don't go, and I'm not gonna say anything more of what I what I saw. So don't be very careful when you browse like Cerebi and stuff like that for info. Because those, um, the full info of them are on Cerebi. So yeah. if you're going to search for a specific Pokemon and like when it's evolving and stuff like that, search specifically for that Pokemon. Do not browse the website. Yeah, Bulbapedia is like, search for the Pokemon and it's Bulbapedia article is probably the best way. Yeah, like that. Don't, don't go around and browse by type and stuff like that. <laughs> Fairy type Pokemon. <laughs> then you'll see all the legendaries that are fairies. And, yeah. uh, also, I, I'm gonna say like there are some very awesome story, like plot, plots, points, and plot twists and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, like this is definitely one of the best Pokemon games that's been ever ever been made. So, yeah, yeah. I think nice. uh, I think we can pretty much end that here to not <laughs> spoil anything, you know. Pokemon Sun and Moon, awesome. Everybody should play for themselves. Yeah, we, we don't want to spoil this game for anyone. Mm. It's awesome. Go get uh, one of the copies. We're both playing Sun. I don't imagine Moon is many, very much different, except that you basically, <laughs> like, you should decide which one you play depending on when you play during the day. Yeah, because... If you play during daytime, play Sun. If you play during nighttime, play Moon. Basically. And that means, like, before or after 6 o'clock during the evening. That's when the time switches. So if you're someone that that does play the game after work or after school or whatever, Moon is probably the best choice for you. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, like, yeah, the, because it's not very fun to play during night. It's just dark and... <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not as fun. Like it's it's more fun to see a a land like Alola that's inspired by Hawaii during the time when it's actually shines shines and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, if you're if you play during the day, play sun, play during the night, play moon. That's all folks. Thanks, yeah, probably. So we'll be right back with uh with the pitch. It's time for the pitch. Ooh. So yeah, today we're going to talk about Star Fox Evolved. 
which is an idea that I've had about what the Star Fox franchise should be. And I think we're pretty split on this idea because I want to have on-foot gameplay in this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, I, I don't really know like the story that well when it comes to the Star Fox. You know, like you're a lot more familiar with the Star Fox story. Yeah, uh, I mean, I played the the command and the adventure. Yeah, well, you you like played assault. like every ending in like command and shit. Uh, yeah, I, I have. I, I didn't. I forgot that yeah. I was such a Star Fox nerd. Yeah, I, I've only played Command once, I think. I thought it was a pretty cool game, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so basically, what I, like this idea is like purely in gameplay, basically. Mm. So yeah, um, I imagine the game being on foot and in ship, uh, and in a ship, you know? So basically, what you would be able to do is imagine you have this like huge arena, similar to how uh, Star Fox does the arena gameplay. Mm. Uh, and like, okay, imagine like you have Corneria, right? The mm. kind of standard Star Fox level, and you have this like open field, and you have like like you're in a city. You there are buildings around and stuff like that, and you can you can like bail out of your ship. So similar to how you do it in uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. In Skyward Sword, you can take your loft wing and you can just jump off of it and land somewhere. Yeah, in yeah. the island. Yeah, on these islands. And in this case, it would be like buildings and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and you can also just leap off an edge and get get caught up by your by your loft wing and that would be the same case here so basically uh let's let's build up a scenario here like your fox you're like flying around and shooting down all the all the bad guys and then like uh slippy toad or whatever whoever is like <laughs> in one of the buildings like hey star fox fox i need your help and fox like oh dang i need to help fucking slip to <laughs> and then you then you just like turn towards him you just <laughs> i'm sorry i just i just kind of like the the thing that you brought up with sleepy toe because it's so standard star fox yeah you know mario has peach and uh and uh link has zelda but it's like star fox has sleepy toe <laughs> yeah yeah so you so then, like, uh, Slippy Toad asks for your help. You can, like, see see towards you, like, a like uh, a pointer, like, oh, he's in this building or whatever, you know? Yeah. So you just fly over there and you, like, jump out of your ship. He, like, fucking lands down and he's got, like, his super boots. So that means he can just land without, like, parachute and shit. So he just, like, lands on, like, the helicopter pad or something. Yeah, for the building and just runs in, and that—that's when you have like a fully fledged third-person shooter combat. You know, like you can uh, hide behind cover, and you can do like all of his uh, all of his Smash Bros. moves. Like you can do the face dash. You can do like his fire move and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You can also use the reflector to like uh, reflect, uh, enemy? reflect enemy fire and stuff like that. Yeah. Is uh, this yeah. Did you say first person or bird? third? Third person. Okay. Third so person. over the shoulder camera, similar to something like Uncharted or Gears of War. Mm. 
Um, yeah, so you just kind of run in there and you rescue Slippy Toad, and then you can just run off like out of a out of a window or whatever, like just jump off the building, call in your uh, call in your um, your your R wing, your R wing, and then you just like keep like going go back into the full mm. like ship gameplay. That sounds amazing. Just jumping out of the window like that. Yeah. And like you can, I can see like even more, even more like um, scenarios for this. Like, oh, maybe there's a bomb in one of the buildings. Mm. So like the task is for Fox to just jump off and uh, like get it go into the on foot into the building and disarm the bomb or whatever, you know. Mm. Or maybe enemies can just escape into the buildings and you have to chase them and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean that sounds really cool. Yeah. And um <clears throat> you know it's a good thing to prevent bombs from exploding because then the <laughs> uh, box will be like a pancake after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey Fox, you're a pancake. <laughs> well, hey, I know Slippy. <laughs> Slippy, Shut I know. Up, Slippy, pancake. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was Falco who planted the bomb. Yeah. He was tired of Slippy. So you put him and the bomb in the same building. Goddamn Slippy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this sounds really interesting. Yeah, maybe you could even play it in co-op. So you could play as all those four characters. So the entire story could be to- could be played in co-op. Mm. That would be cool. Like, Star Fox is a franchise that just begs to be... So much potential. Yeah, it has so much potential. Like, uh, the story already has all four characters there at all times. So it's just made for co-op. <laughs> yeah. The story is just made to be told in co-op. I mean, I really hope Nintendo makes a new Star Fox game with the NX. Yeah. And I hope, like you say, they all have co-op. Switch, you mean. <laughs> yeah. Star Fox Switch. Star Fox Switch. You Switch can... Hold on for this. You can switch between on foot and ship gameplay yeah yeah oh, we've talked about yeah. Oh, oh yes we've talked about star fox assault right yeah yeah so uh that game i mean was critiqued before for having good gameplay yeah the foot but gameplay it was actually wasn't pretty good. good i mean it was good for the time yeah but like and why everyone hates on foot star fox gameplay is because it hasn't aged well but, like, if you were to make a fully, like, a modern third-person shooter out of Star Fox, yeah. then it would be awesome. But the thing yeah, is, like... Be really good. The thing is, like, Nintendo doesn't do shooters well. Like, they've never done a shooter well other than Splatoon. Mm. And Splatoon isn't really as, uh, like, uh, like, it's not a cover-based shooter, so, you know... Like if you would if you would uh put Star Fox in the hands of like an American studio that has uh, experience with uh, with third person shooters, like this game would be awesome. It would be great. Yeah, I mean because this is what needs to happen. It's like yeah. and I think Nintendo knew that when they made Star Fox Assault. But then they backlashed uh like first Star Fox Adventures had a backlash. Yeah. And then Star Fox Assault had a backlash. Yeah. So and then they made Command, but it's like I guess it really it was it was also a good game. All the Star Fox games are great. But it's just like since then 
Except Star Fox Zero. Uh, yeah, I haven't actually played Star Fox Zero. Yeah, I've only played the demo, and I was like, okay, this is unplayable. <laughs> yeah, but The I controls guess... are so bad. Mm. The the controls was the main problems, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like how how did you feel like the the plot and the the story were like the? I mean, I only played a demo, so I don't know anything about the plot. So okay. Yeah. But it, apparently, it's just a Star Fox sixty four story, which is the first Star Fox story again. <laughs> yeah, because it feels like Nintendo tried to make like different kind of Star Fox, especially with Assault and perhaps Command. Yeah. And now. They they failed. Those kind of failed. I think they succeeded. But I mean, let's say people think they failed, and now it seems like they're too afraid to really make a game that's good. Yeah. Or like, like they unique. need what they need to do is that they need to find an American studio. Mm-hmm. Like I think Star Fox is one of uh, one of uh, Nintendo's most American franchises. Mm. But it's only been made by Japanese developers. Mm. Like they need to, they need to hire an experienced uh, third-party studio that ex- that excels in shooter in shooters and give them Star Fox. Like they would happily make a Star Fox game. Like I think a lot of studios <laughs> would love to make a Star Fox game. It's such an honor. Yeah, to, and it would also yeah, and it would also yeah. like. Um, cover uh, a gap in Nintendo's output of games. Like, yeah. they don't have a triple-A-like uh, shooter. shooter, you know? Like, they don't have, like, a triple-A sci-fi shooter. And it's like they have nothing to lose. Because, basically, they tried this... Uh, uh, like, let's, let's call it what it is. I think it's the coward's way to make Star Fox Zero... Another Star Fox 64 clone. Yeah. After actually have making uh, a remake of the Star Fox 64. Yeah, like they made they made the first Star Fox. Yeah. Then they made Star Fox 64, which is a reimagining of the first Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Then they made Star Fox 64 3D, which is a remake of Star Fox 64, which was a reimagining of the first Star Fox. Then they yeah. made Star Fox Zero, which is a reimagining of Star Fox 64, which was a reimagining of Star Fox. It's like, ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. I, I, mean, I understand that they have wanted to be careful with this franchise because it's been um, considered one of their most, like, um, their um, main franchises. Yeah. But right now, Star Fox doesn't have a lot going for it, so yeah, they have to experiment. Yeah, and yeah, they should uh, they should hire a Western studio to make that game. Yeah, yeah, like That's Western, like this. Uh, Star Fox excels in in a story, mm. which is something that Nintendo does not excel in. No. So yeah, like they should, they should, um, they should hire. Okay, so if they were to hire a Western studio to get to make Star Fox, like who would that be? Uh, hmm. Like what? What? Um, what studios are independent studios that have made like AAA third-person shooters for someone else? Who made The Last of Us? That's Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog are owned by Sony. That's never gonna happen. As much We're as I would like, exactly. Or uh, 
who made uh, the game uh, where you're the girl that tries to save the girl by going back in time? Don. Uh... That's not a shooter at all. That's just storyline driven. You mean you mean uh, what's that game called? Like where you're, where you're a teenage girl? Yeah, the one where you're a teenage girl and the. <laughs> You can go back in time when bad stuff happens. Yeah, that's not even a shooter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those should make uh, the stuff. They game. did. I'm, however, also... they did make a third-person shooter before they made that game. Okay, what's it called? Uh, them. They made uh, Remember Me. I think they should make the Star Fox game. <laughs> okay, that's, it's uh... Remember Me. Oh, sorry. It's... What? What? No, it's it's Remember Me. Okay, yeah. Remember Me. A shooter. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, it's got a, like a sci-fi theme too, so yeah, it would fit. But that was like a linear game. Uh, but yeah, I like just <laughs> just find someone Nintendo. Just make a new studio. Make the Star Fox studio. <laughs> yeah. The the Star Fox not sixty four studio that doesn't make Star Fox sixty four. You know who would you know who would be perfect for the Star Fox game. Who who would be perfect? Insomniac Games, the guys that made Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that would be good. That would be perfect. And they're they're an independent studio. Ratchet and Clank, the IP is just owned by Sony. Mm. That would be perfect. They also made Sunset Overdrive, which was also an awesome game. Yeah, that's amazing. If they made Sunset Overdrive, they would make a great Star Fox game. Yeah, and that means like you have everything when it comes to uh, when it comes to Ratchet and Clank. They're experienced in shooter combat. They're experienced in anthropomorphic animals. They're experienced in uh, <laughs> ship combat. They're experienced in just kind of cartoony looking games with a realistic art style. You know. Yeah. Like they they have everything that Star Fox would need. <laughs> yeah, I and it's like uh, I don't know. Um Star Fox Command <laughs> because I had to bring that up. It's it's such a drama game. Uh and I've, I actually like that about Star Fox. Yeah. It's, I remember I, mean, I did like that actually. Yeah. There was a story to that game. And uh you had several paths. Yeah, imagine like, if you would have that in this game too. Like you have different paths that you can make the story go to, stuff like that. Yeah. Let's compare uh, Star Fox Command to uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Because in Fire Emblem Fates... I haven't played that much of Fire Emblem Fates, so I couldn't no. really... But you still know why you didn't play much of it, because it seemed so repetitive, right? Yeah. And it was like the battles didn't feel like they meant anything. That's like the thing that Star Fox Command does great, because ev between every battle, you have like a, a cutscene or something. They talk, and even though you know it's just gonna lead up to the next thing, and it's gonna probably be probably a battle soon. It's like it, there's so much drama and so much like character in it yeah. that it's interesting. You care. You want to play through the story to see what happens. But whilst in Fire Emblem Fates, it's just boring fill filler things. Yeah, I was so excited for Fire Emblem Fates. Mm. I wanted to buy like all three of those games, mm. and I just bought one and played like a 
couple of hours of it. Mm. It was really disappointing, actually. And I wasn't like overhyped for it or anything. I was mm. also like kind of disappointed because it didn't come out when the US got it. Yeah, exactly, because it was like a year late. Yeah, like we, yeah, so the the US release was like a year late and we got it like six months after that. Yeah. So that was so, really disappointing. Uh, the hype was pretty high and then the hype kind of became just, yeah, it's a game I want to play. Then when you played it, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, so, I guess we're pretty much done this discussion. Anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, F-Zero GX uh, NX. Yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. And, and also, uh, I think uh, when I think about it, the, the Majora's Mask guys who made the, the What a Terrible Fate video. Yeah. They should make a F-Zero GX uh, yeah, a trailer. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that would be where, cool. where you see Captain Falcon riding in his uh, in his blue falcon, and it's just like people are throwing off the course and exploding. Driving down the mute yeah. city, hearing the music. Yeah, you know it would be amazing. And then uh, Captain Falcon wins, and he just uh, standing on the on the the winner's uh, place uh, plateau and he's just like show me your moves <laughs> that's that's what i want <laughs> okay the the part that comes after that is way too complicated <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Huh? It's a bit nice. So good. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, yeah, but yeah. let's. I guess we're done. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, yeah, like the video if you liked uh, watching this. I don't know if this is an audio episode in the future. Please like whatever site you're listening this <laughs> from this on. I don't know. Maybe SoundCloud. Maybe iTunes. I don't know. <laughs> Subscribe to whatever uh, my channel. Subscribe to my channel. That's a good thing. <laughs> subscribe to whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Google some cool shit and then you subscribe to it. <laughs> subscribe to the first guy in the comment section. There is a there is a channel called whatever. Oh okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't it's... don't subscribe to. Them. I mean, you can subscribe to them if you want. They're pretty cool. But like, subscribe, subscribe to, to my channel. Love you. Yes, subscribe to my channel, preferably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we make, if you don't know, we make this podcast every week. We may also make Let's Plays every day, except Sundays. <laughs> because that's where we make this, the podcast. So yeah, there are, there are daily videos. Daily videos. That's pretty cool, actually. Like, I started like two months ago and we're already making daily videos. <laughs> Yeah, it's been going really quickly, actually. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, what, what, what Let's Plays went up this week? Uh, uh, inside, we have, probably? Yeah. Inside, New Super Mario Bros., Smash Bros., and SSX. SSX was pretty, pretty rad. Was yeah. 
should probably watch that one. Yeah, SSX is so good. It's just enjoyment in its like purest form. Yeah. What by the way, I played. Yeah, so yeah, we played Steep. By the way, the beta. Uh, we talk about playing the Steep beta in SSX, but yeah, since we recorded that like last week, we've already played it by now. <laughs> Uh yeah, like I kind of like I liked it more after playing it for a while. We can discuss that next episode or whatever. Uh, I might buy the game. I don't know. Yeah, if I have money, I, I'll buy I, it I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played Steep. Should I have? Uh, yeah, it was a cool thing to try out. Yeah, uh, I think there I should play that. Uh, the dem the beta is not up anymore. Fuck. You yeah, see, so you'll have to wait for the whole <laughs> game to come out. Yeah. Uh, I what? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I missed that one, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. There's nothing else to, to say. Um, yeah. Subscribe, like, share with your friends, and we'll see you in the next episode of Podcast Unite. Bye. Yeah. Bye.